Hey, there you are. Hey, finally. We got it working. Yeah, finally. I had to back out and go back in. Oh, all right. At least we got it going this time. Yeah, I, I like the name of your podcast much better, The Controversial King. No. <laughs> I wish I would have thought about that. Uh, well, that's why I don't make any money. I'm poor. <laughs> <laughs> so what were you doing in Des Moines? I had a VA appointment. Oh, you got, that's why you go to Des Moines now instead of Sioux Falls? Yeah. So, you got Mike, the controversial king here, and you got and you got UC Clark twenty four here, and we're we're about stuff that's gonna probably piss a lot of people off. Well, of course, (laughs) you wouldn't have it any other way. Exactly. So, what do you think of the MLB only having a 60-game season? Um, I think it's kind of a lame move. I mean, I'd like to see him actually have a full season, but, you know, it just means the guy hear less about the the scubbies and use that as an excuse now to why they don't do anything. You, you got to start by attacking the Cubs, don't you, son of a bitch? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's right. We'll see who's laughing at the end of that three games twin Cubs series. Yeah. We'll see about that. The White Sox will still kick the shit out of them. Even even if it's not on the field, they'll still like beat them up afterwards or something. I don't know. I don't like the fact that players have the option to opt out of playing this year. I wonder what yeah. that does for their contract, especially if they're going to be a free agent at the end of next year. Like, I I just don't know. I don't think they should get paid if they don't. You know, if they don't want to do it. They don't get their their money. Yeah, that's very true. Now, if I remember if I remember correctly with the 60-game season, there's universal DH in both leagues, which I don't know if I'm going to be a fan of that or not in the National League. Yeah. But then I think they also have expanded the playoff teams. Oh, really? I believe so. I'm not sure how the playoffs are going to look, but. Yeah, I think this this whole season for everything. I mean, everything ranged from college football to the pro football, the baseball, the basketball. Everything. It's all. It's all just plain and simple dicked up. Well, yeah. Speaking of basketball, their season should have been over already, but they're just now getting ready to start it back up. And the crazy thing is, is uh, I carried just as much this year as I did last year, and the year Which before that. I could care less if they freaking play basketball. 
You know, I mean, but I'll be honest, the biggest gripe I have and what I've seen a lot of is the ban against the NFL due to the fact of the kneeling plus also the BLM, Baconless and Mayo National Anthem. I'm sorry, there's one National Anthem. You know, until I got that notification on Bleacher Report, I was not aware that we had a black national anthem. We don't. We don't. What we have is a group of idiots that want to sit there and they think that they're all that because, honestly, every life matters. These BLM bastards are just a bunch of idiots that want to be known for something because they want to cry and whine about everything. Have you heard of the app TikTok? Yep. I have a lot. I follow a lot of people on TikTok and some of them are, are black, African-American, however you want to say it. And it's funny because they're against the Black Lives Matter because they always bring up if Black Lives Matter, why do we have black people robbing black people and killing black people? Like, you know, it's exactly. Like, but they don't want to focus on that shit. You know, I, I mean, how many? Okay, in all actuality, compared to whites, how many rich black people are there? And see, people, you know, you, you get these, you know, these guys. Around, I mean, come on. They interfered with the Baptist church for crying out loud. They were screaming, save the children, save the children. Why aren't you outside an abortion clinic saving, the, you know, saying that? You know, in Chicago alone, there's more black children aborted than there are that are born. And that's an actual fact. You know, and I mean, and I'll be honest, the the wonderful, awesome governor of this state sat there and said that her driver was in the right for running down one of the dumbasses. I don't know. I just think this whole country, yeah, we're known as the United Nations of America, a United States of America, but there ain't nothing united about this fucking country. No, there's not. But see, we're not the only America. There's South America. True that. There's Central America. There's North America. So all the way to the very end of Peru, all the way to the top of Alaska is America. You know, I mean, I'm sorry. I wish these sorry sums bitches would go there screaming, they're burning our flag, screaming, oh, this isn't my president. You know, this country is so this, so that. Take your ass back to your home country then. See what it's like. I have no problem with the with the protest as long as you know it's done within the realms of the law but when you're burning the u.s flag and they're facing war monuments national monuments then you just become a fucking terrorist i don't care exactly you know and i mean i'm sorry this is the word that everybody hates but it is a nigger move there's white niggers there's black niggers there's hispanic 
there's that's just a, a term like cracker or spick or chink or slant or something like that. All it is is just a word. And the thing is, is the blacks have issues with people saying it, but they have no issues saying it to each other. So if it should be banned, it should be banned for all. Yeah, you know that old saying, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. Exactly. And if you want to go and destroy monuments, if you want to go and try to remove the history showing where we were and how far we've come, then that's just your own, you know, idiotic ideas. You're just downright retarded. You know, and I have no issue with people protesting. Peaceful protests are one thing. But you got this Antifa crap that are actually hired by these Democratic leaders that want to sit there and get rioters and get things going because now you don't hear anything about that Floyd dude that died. Granted, he did not deserve to die that way. Nobody deserves to die that way. But he was not a martyr. He was not a good guy. He held a pregnant woman, a black pregnant woman, at gunpoint to her stomach so they could scrounge through for money and drugs out of her house. Come on, man. Well, you know this country, they only want you to hear what they think is relevant and what matters. Exactly. You know, and that is where the media screws everybody. You know what I mean? Because what would happen if we had a wet TV, you know, W-E-T, white entertainment TV, they got the B-E-T, well, they have an M-E-T. You know, I mean, if you can have, you know, you got your own damn um, month, you got your own holidays, uh, now you want white people to pay you because I guess you're not getting enough on welfare, you stupid son of the bitches, that um, you sit there and, oh, you should pay us because my, you know, my ancestry, you know, we're slaves. Now, here's my question. Are all those ancestries of slaves going to pay the ancestries of these soldiers that fought in the Civil War and got them their freedom? Are they going to pay them? I guess that's a... That's I mean, a that's a question to be answered by somebody, I guess. Yeah. I mean, come on. I mean, and they're changing, you know, it's now the red tails, they're changing it to Washington red tails because it's an honor of the, you know, the blacks that were pilots in World War II. Hey, guess what? The history of the Washington Redskins were, was actually an honor to have that name. They got permission from the chief there. That is the chief's actual picture. That is, you know, something that they, they take a lot of pride in. Uh, now, the chiefs. Well, let's see here. The military's got chiefs. The police have got chiefs. Um, you name it, it's got chiefs. 
Then you turn around, you got the Chicago Blackhawks. Blackhawks aren't changing their name. They've already stated that. You know, are they are they going to make the Yankees change theirs? And I believe that they're not going to change their name, but they'll try to do something about their Tomahawk Chop chant. You can't change that. That's like sitting there saying that the Minnesota Vikings is going to stop the skull. And that's another question. Why aren't the Vikings, why, why aren't the Norwegians going bonkers over the Vikings? You know, I, I find the uh, Chicago the Chicago Cubs offensive because they're not full-grown bears yet. Or the Angels. I'm an atheist. Angels, I don't like them now. Come on. You know, how stupid can you be? You know, it's I, a freaking name. I guess I don't know the background behind why the Redskins are changing their name. I know FedEx had dropped their sponsorship of the FedEx Stadium and then Nike backed out. So I don't know if something happened with the Redskins where they got caught up saying something they shouldn't have said and now they can't have – they got to change the name or whatever, but – no, what it is, is these millennial little bitches are crying and whining that, oh, it's offensive. No, it's not. It was an honor. You know, I mean, it's like, you know, that's, you know, who, you know, I mean, Washington, for crying out loud, D.C., that was the Indians. And they talked to the actual tribe that was there and got permission. The, the actual owner did this. He talked to them and got permission for this. He didn't just call it the Redskins. And Walmart, Target, they're all dropping the Redskins products. Same thing with the Cleveland Indians. They're dropping all those. Why? Because we want to eliminate what we have for history. They don't want what we used to be and show what we used to be. Now they just want to have history start all over. That's like that uh, Deshaun Jackson. His comments about the whole Jewish thing. Oh, yeah, you know, I vaguely heard about that. That, I mean, he made some comments that were very inappropriate. And now, was it Edelman? Is that his name from uh, the Patriots? I think so, yeah. He, he's a Jew. And he invited him to go to the, the Holocaust Museum. You know, he, he's not sitting there crying and whining about it. He's like, hey, listen, I'll take you there, man. You can find out what it was. The history of it. Instead of sitting there trying to say things. Because they're trying to sit there and make comments about how, you know, oh, he was trying to say that Hitler was a good guy or blow. No. He quoted a couple things. So be it. You know, he said it was taken out of context. I disagree. I think he was trying to make a point, being the whole Black Lives Matter bullshit. You know, that's just as bad as the rainbow people, honestly. You know, I mean, like I said, BLM to me is bacon, lettuce, and mayo. All right. And that, that's how much I care about it. 
Isn't this like the second time we've had this Black Lives Matter movement? Yep. But now you've got all these little millennials that are jumping in on it because they want to make everything so much better because Donald Trump doesn't want to give them everything. Well, of course not. You need to earn it, dummy. You know, you need to have respect. You need to have education. And most of all, you need to actually have knowledge. If you don't have knowledge, you ain't got diddly. Not that I want to talk about this, but you brought his name up. I think Trump put himself in hot water when he tweeted that the noose in Bubba Wallace's garage was a hoax. That, that made him seem like a racist. It seemed like he was, but the thing is that um, I'm trying to think of what it was with that. It wasn't just hung there. That had been there for quite some time. I want to say it was part of the pull-down for the garage door is what that was. What's your take on NASCAR banning the Confederate flag? Um, I got no time for him. Why are you taking history away? Where was where was NASCAR started? It was bad enough they took Winston, you know, Winston out of it. Oh, can't have cigarettes involved. Oh, but we can have the Bush League. You know, it's like, excuse me? They're taking all this stuff out because, you know, this isn't good for you. That's not good for you. This isn't good for you. That's not, you know, going 200 freaking miles an hour in a circle does not make you a very smart person and for health-wise. I mean, come on. You know, and, and next thing you know, honestly, I'm waiting for him to really do something with, you know, pro wrestling. It's getting bad enough. I mean, I have no problems with them wearing, you know, the Black Lives Matter thing on their arm, but they're not pushing the issue. You know, yeah. and to me, when, when, when you get stupid with it, you know, that's one thing. But if you take pride in it. I never had an issue with, you know, the, the blacks. What, what's that? Um, Brown. Um, he's running back for the Browns. For, um, Hall of Famer. Jim Brown. Oh, yeah, yeah. His, his little cap thing he always wears. Hey, the guy takes pride in his nationality. Not a problem. I don't have a problem with that. You know, but then when you get the... The representatives, you know, oh, we're going to show our support. We're going to kneel down stuff. And they're wearing the garbs of the people that actually sold the slaves to the white man. Now, boy, you want to talk about looking like a retard. You know, especially, you know, spit up my teeth Pelosi. You know, there, there's a lot of things that, you know, if you go and do some fact-checking, people don't like it. Uh, I, guess, I, mean? I guess I'm staying neutral with the whole kneel-down thing because that is everybody's right as a U.S. citizen. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, find, I find it disrespectful, but at the same time, it's their right. I mean, just like it's everybody's right to bear arms and freedom of speech and 
I but mean, can you take? Can I take a gun into a football game? Sure, there's a way around it. Can I legally take a gun into a football game and not be a law enforcement officer? No, there's no way. Right? But you can actually sit there and drop down to a knee and disrespect everybody that gave a drop of blood for this damn country. That gave you that right to be able to do that. And then you turn around after your 17 weeks of playing and then your, what, four more weeks for playoffs and Super Bowl and do absolutely nothing. That would have been awesome if I could have just sat there going, well, yeah, I'll just show up. Well, you know, when, when they're going to have the battle and that's it and be done. No. People gave their lives for those of us to have that right. And they're spitting on them. I don't care if it's the freaking, you know, the Iraq, Afghanistan, OIF, OEF shit, or if it's back to, you know, the Civil War. You know, so, yeah, I'm just not real pleased with their stupidity. Because, I mean, like you had mentioned, the right to bear arms. I'm not supposed to take them into a bank, but I can kneel down in a bank, can I? And my biggest question is, what do they do after their season's over? When they're out of the limelight? Nothing. That's my biggest issue. <laughs> no, no rebuttal. <laughs> well, it's you know some of them may do something off, you know during the off season, but you know nowadays celebrities try to keep some of their stuff on the down low and. Out of public eye. Yeah. You know, I mean, I understand some of that. But the majority of them, you know, oh, a unity. You know, fine. You want to kneel down for it? No problem. But why are you kneeling down? What would happen if a buttload of white people knelt down during the Black Lives Matter national anthem, which there's no such thing. They'd go ballistic. What would happen if we started burning their BLM flags? They'd go ballistic. Well, in all fairness, we're going ballistic for them burning our flags, so... Exactly. I but mean... ours, What have they done for that flag? They bought it. What what has that flag gone through? Black Lives Matter just started back up. Woohoo! This country just didn't start up. You know, you got a bunch of morons running around, like I said, interfering with church services, burning down their own communities, attacking the police, attacking vehicles, 
and they, they scream Black Lives Matter, but where the hell are their asses? Why aren't they in Chicago? Why aren't they in Detroit? L.A., Houston, you know, New York, all these places and stopping the black-on-black crimes. If they matter so damn much, why don't they focus on that shit instead of going, well, there's one bad cop that, that killed a piece of shit for a person, but, you know, everybody sits there and agrees that that cop deserves to go to prison because what he did was wrong. Yeah. There's nobody sitting there saying he doesn't deserve it. All four of the fuckers deserve to go lock up and put in general pop. That's my personal opinion. Well, on, a, di- on a different topic, yes. what, <laughs> what's your take on this new, uh, I don't remember the exact hashtag, but where all these people are making uh what is it like sexual assault allegations or whatever speak out hashtag speak out ah uh, oh man personal opinion i think it's good but it's gonna get way overboard just like everything because you know bill cosby biden um, Trump, anybody that's got money, anybody that's ever done anything wrong. I mean, I saw a post on Facebook that said, are you going to vote for the, the old guy that, um, what was it? Uh, the old guy that doesn't belong in politics and has sexual, sexual assault allegations. Are you going to go and vote for the old guy that doesn't belong in politics with the sexual assault allegations. You know, <laughs> come on. At least Trump can put a sentence together. I mean, you got Sleepy Joe that, I mean, he can't even keep a thought in his head long enough to even blink. So here's here's an interesting question for you. Yes. We, we both... I'm quite familiar with the WWE. Yes. My question is, why are they so quick to fire and discipline people that are being mentioned in this hashtag speaking out movement, but yet they won't deal with their own internal racism and sexism and hell, their own inadequate ability to deal with the COVID-19 crisis? You know, right now, Josh, I am so happy that you changed the subject. I am. Get get away from the, the, the political side of things, which is great. I mean, you talked before about how you don't want to really get into the political things, which is awesome. And um, I think, honestly, that the problem with the WWE, the COVID situation, the racism, the sexism, the, you know, the firing for stupidity reasons goes by one name, and that's Vincent Kennedy McMahon. He needs to step away. But do you really think, do you really, really think that would make a difference? 
because honestly, um, Paul, whatever his name is, Triple H. Paul Levesque? Yes. I believe he knows what, I mean, how things can run, how things should go. I mean, look what he did with NXT. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, NXT was phenomenal. I mean, that's his baby. WWE, they're, they're too worried about the old-timers. Can't let the old-timers go. I mean, yeah, when when The Undertaker retired, I was like, wow. But he retired to probably one of the greatest performers ever to grace the circle. With AJ Styles. Because his character doesn't allow it, but you know he has the utmost respect for the business. He has the utmost respect for the wrestlers. And he has the utmost respect for himself. And being from the South, you, you, I don't think he has an issue with the Blacks. He doesn't have an issue with the flag. He doesn't have an issue with women and things of that sort. He, like I said, he has so much respect for the business. And that is where Vince thinks that he is the business. And you know, he is a section of it that needs to step away because he is destroying his own mansion, I guess you'd call it, his own dynasty. So, I pose this hypothetical for you. Yes. Save steps down or hell, even his board of directors forced him out. And say Paul Triple H Levesque takes over. Okay, there's step one of the process. But how okay. does he go about dealing with both USA and Fox to be able to boost the ratings? And how does he change an entire mindset of not only an entire company, but the entire fan base to prove that he's not going to do the same exact shit that his father-in-law did. And do you think that just because Vince is no longer in charge of WWE, that he won't somehow still be in Triple H's ear? I think he would still be in his ear. But the thing is, I think Triple H is smart enough to know what will work and what won't work. Okay? And to revamp the WWE would not be easy. No, it wouldn't. But the thing is, is get away from the, you know, old golly G. The PG era? Yes, and bring back more of um, the edgier stuff. Yeah, look at AEW. All right, AEW. They're they're they. It's more legit watching. It looks like they're actually fighting. I mean, I could stand one corner and just like swing my hand out and have you rock your head back. 
in the other corner, like, oh, gosh, I almost got you, you know? No. Bring back more of the attitude. Bring back more of the, you know, instead of having the diva still, I'm sorry, they call it the women's division or whatever you want to call it, but have women that are willing to fucking take a bump. I mean, I still remember when uh, um, Impact, Impact Wrestling, uh, when it was on TNA or TNT, whatever the fuck it was, um, Spike even, the women, actually, Gail Kim. Um, One of the best. Well, but ODB. Um, oh, God, I'm trying to think of some of the other ones. The beautiful people. Velvet Scott, you know I mean? Angelina Love. Yes. You know what I mean? They actually, when they bumped, they bumped. They didn't start falling down until they made contact. And in the WWE, it's like they start falling down before they even get touched. It's like BS, man. On, on a quick that, side note, since you brought up Impact Wrestling, did you ever get a chance to watch the Sammy Callahan versus Tessa Blanchard Impact World Title match. Yes. I watched that match and I thought, oh my fucking God. That was a well done match. And I personally, I'm a fan of, I hate to use the word, intergender wrestling. Mm-hmm. But it's like USA, I believe, told Vince at one point that they won't allow that because it portrays domestic violence. Exactly. Do they not understand they're airing a wrestling promotion that is about beating up each other, which is a form of violence? Yeah. And have you noticed in NXT... They've been allowing a little more women fighting men kind of thing, you know? Yep. Like I said, Triple H knows what he's doing. Or hell, I don't know. He, he won't just throw it out there. He'll he'll work it in. He's, he's, he's a very intelligent man. Did you ever watch Lucha Underground? Loved it. Oh, man. The matches that those women put on with some of the mm-hmm. men. Yeah. I'm, Lucha Underground, in my opinion, was some of the best wrestling on TV. And I read, yes, a, I read a quote from Mark Burnett, who was the, one of the executive producers. Yeah. He goes, everybody has to remember, we're putting on a TV show, not a wrestling show. Yep. And that's where I think other wrestling promotions are making the mistake. They're putting on a wrestling show on TV, but it's become so stale and generic and predictable that nobody gives a shit anymore. Exactly. AEW has changed that up because they've given their wrestlers the right for part of their own, you know, writings, their own creativity. And that's where Triple H, I think, sees how things work, knows where things go. And understands what fans are more interested in. Well, you know, it, it, to me, um, 
Lucha Underground, um, what was her name? Something Star. Oh, Sexy Star. Sexy Star, thank you. Phenomenal. She could hang with anybody. Tessa Blanchard and a Sammy Callahan match. I mean, Sammy Callahan alone is a beast and a half. But for Tessa to actually stand toe-to-toe and go and have such a great match. And the fact and you, that he spit, literally spit in her face. And you could see the saliva on her face. Yes. And then later on in the match, she turned around and did the same exact thing. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> exactly. But see, the WWE will destroy that because... One of the greatest matches, women's matches I'd ever seen, one of the greatest was Bailey versus Sasha Banks. NXT TakeOver in Brooklyn. Yes. Stole the show. Oh, hands down. But now they have them together and they're like idiots. They're like flippant idiots. It's like, come on. If you're going to have a tag team, have as a dominant tag team, but don't have them out there, y'all. Oh, you have the Undertaker called me and blah, blah, blah. Shut up. Did you hear the latest dumbass thing Vince McMahon said? What's that? You know, you haven't seen Shayna Baszler on TV since practically Mania. Yeah. He said that Shayna's career is up in the air because he doesn't feel he doesn't know how a former MMA fighter how their character will portray on TV uh, i.e. Ronda Rousey uh, uh, i.e. Sonya Deville Brock Lesnar and do we, do we need to relive the dominance that Shayna Baszler had in NXT and truly how good that woman is inside the ring. Yep. And that's my problem with Vince, is he takes all these talented people from NXT, brings them up to the main roster, and they and die. Them. Like yep. Ricochet, the Viking, yep. Ra- the Viking Raiders, or whatever the hell they're called now. Yeah. The Street Profits. I mean... The the talent that he took from NXT to bring up to the main roster to try to boost ratings, but you can't boost the ratings when you don't even use the people, and then you fucking completely drop the ball. You said a yep. word earlier, which was creativity. Yep. Is it there's is none? It, is it the creative writing teams that were on SmackDown that are the problem? Is it Vince McMahon or is it both? I think it's both, but the biggest portion of it is Vince. Because when he cut um, God dang, I forget his name right now. Um, Paul Heyman. That was a mistake. Took him out of the creative. Yeah. <laughs> Paul Heyman's, I mean, he's, you know, and he's bringing in, like, idiots again. You know, it's like, come on. That's like asking Hulk Hogan to have a match now. Nobody gives a shit. And on SmackDown, me and Tori agree. They should have never ended the hacker thing. 
That was one of the best things going on SmackDown. Yep. Of course, I'm also a fan of the Firefly Funhouse, but I think they kind of ruined the whole mystique of that shit, too. Yep. Yeah, and they they wanted, there's people that wanted to stop that because it was too scary. The Fiend was too scary. You know what? Shut up. Grow thick skin or crawl in a corner and freaking die. I don't give a shit, you know? And I mean, um, now I'm, I'm just wondering how it's going to go for, um, oh, what's his name now? Barefoot boy. Oh, Matt Riddle. Yeah. Supposedly Vince is, you know, Vince said he's the next Shawn Michaels. Well, from what I've heard, since he made a public video saying, yeah, I had an affair with this girl when I tried to end it, she got all like stalkerish and crazy. And his wife even backed him up. I think at the very least, WWE suspends him for 30 days. But since he didn't really do anything to mitigate any criminal charges, I don't see how they could outright fire him or, you know, basically bury his career. Yep. You know what I mean? That's Velveteen Dream, like, if WWE fires the Velveteen Dream, they lose some serious star power. Oh, God, yeah. You know, I mean, well, they lost probably, I think, one of the best tag teams to be around for at least 10 to 15 years. The Revival? When they, yes. They were a true tag team. I didn't care for them every single time, but they were the epitome of what tag team wrestling is. And not to mention, you couldn't deny their ability in between the ropes. Like, they were a really good tag team. I mean, they they had good chemistry. Yeah, they were a fabulous tag team. You know, they, they weren't high flyers. They weren't powerhouses. They were a straight-up Ole and Arn Anderson type of tag team. You know, they're in your face, and they were beating you with maneuvers and holds. And that's what it should be. I mean, look, look back at the Hart Foundation. Brett mm-hmm. and Anvil. You know, I mean, you get Brett and Anvil Hart. You know, that's just awesome. You know, and it's like, then you had the Road Warriors. They had their own thing. They were power and speed combined. Awesome. You had the Samoans. I mean, there's all different types of tag teams. But if you could get average-sized men that can hold their own, I mean, Ric Flair's not all that big. But didn't he win a title a couple times? Uh, Like 15, 16, something like that. Yeah. I mean, you know, Nick Bockwinkle going back in time. You know, these weren't huge guys. 
They weren't monsters. You know, um, and they take like Ricochet. You know, Ricochet, the guy, I mean, come on. When he was in Lucha Underground, he, he couldn't beat it. He was able to do his thing. And Vince takes and destroys. You know, I mean, it's just stupid. You know, and you take um, uh, Rusev is gone. And then Bobby and Lana. And now Bobby and MVP. You know, it's like, excuse me? You know, it's just just ridiculous. What do you think of AEW constantly taking shots and jabs at WWE? I love it. Oh, I do too. I love when uh, just recently Cody was wearing a shirt that said the Great American Nightmare Family. Yep. (laughs) And then Taz taking a a stab at WWE and their COVID-19 testing inabilities. Yep. I mean, come on. It's the truth. And there's so much talent that's leaving WWE and trying to get into AEW, but they're not pulling them. You yeah. know, they're they're not taking everybody. Because I think a- smart. AEW, they don't want to have the issue that WWE has, which is an overloaded roster pool. And, yep. you know, it's a financial thing, too, like they don't want to spend more money than what they need to because they have really good wrestlers in AEW now. Yes, they do. They have a bunch of unknowns that are getting to be very well known. I'm a huge fan of Darby Allen. Oh, I love him. I love it. That dude has got skill. He's got a character persona about him. He carries it very well. You know, and the thing is, is to me, he, he, he's not a heel and he's not a face. He's right in the middle. And that's a whole mass thing. His face paint is perfect for his character. Because he does not sit back and, you know, like a golly gee, and he's not. Oh, I mean, you know, he's he's just straight down the middle. He'll take a hell of a beating. He'll give a hell of a beating, and he does what it takes to win. Have you have you seen American Bash or was that a um yeah American Bash or whatever part two yet? No, I haven't seen part two. Oh, so but I won't I- tell you how it ends. Well, I, I know who won the Adam Cole-Keith Lee match. What's your opinion of that? I, I'm i personally, I would have been happy either way because I like both guys. But my, my question is, did Adam Cole lose because his contract ends next month and they're not sure if he's going to re-sign? Or did he lose because Vince is going to hijack Undisputed Era and then throw him and ruin their careers on the main roster. That's what I was wondering. I mean, Keith Lee, 
for his size, that man's got moves. He's very agile. He should not be able to do some of the shit he does for a man that size. I'm just saying. Oh, I agree. You know, I mean, a powerhouse, you know, he is, you know, he's going to go a long way. As long as he doesn't go up to the top roster. There's a lot of them that are refusing to go up. Yeah. Because they see what's going on with Ricochet. They see what happened with the Ascension. They see what happened with Revival. They see what happens, you know, with Baszler. Um, you, you name it. Anybody that's gone up. The only one that's actually prevailed has really been Styles. And he really wasn't even in NXT. Finn Balor had that brief run where he was the first Universal Champ, but he never even got to defend the title because he had to relinquish it the next night. Yeah. I mean, I guess, got shot say, at. I guess you could say Charlotte, Sasha, Bailey, Alexa Bliss, you know. They've accomplished, even Becky Lynch, you know, they've accomplished things to get called up, but that wasn't an easy feat. No. Well, look at Oscar. Oh, God. Don't get me started on I mean, that poor woman. I, I love Oscar. I think, I mean, she, she's got such a raw deal on so much of this crap. And, you know, like I said, personally, I think Oscar is phenomenal. But, you know, they're, they're making a mockery out of all of it. I mean, look at Kyrie Sane. She doesn't be able to do shit. And she kicked ass. Baszler kicked ass. Um, like, you know, you are saying before, all this stuff going on, and they just, they're, they're not taking care of theirs. Only reason I think Charlotte even did anything is because of who daddy is. I, I feel the exact same way. Then you take Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch did that on her own. She got her own character on her own. Sasha Banks, Sasha Banks whole thing, the boss yeah, it started out good but then, you know, she didn't get her way and she walked home with her ball and then she came back all blue haired and then Bailey you know, gets a haircut and changes her pants and all of a sudden she's a badass, you know it's like, no I want to see Rousey come back and I want to see her team up with Baszler I want to see them dominate the women's tag team. And then one can go after the the title. They should have one women's title and have an intercontinental or U.S. title as well. Which is something I've been thinking about for a long time. Like it, we, We've discussed that. I agree 110%. It, it needs to be done. Because they're making a joke out of all these fucking things. I mean, I'm sorry. Um, I I was a referee for pro wrestling. You know, and it's like, you can tell when someone does something in the ring. You know, it's like, oh my God, the ref didn't see it. Whatever. You know, but I'm tired of seeing all this outside interference. 
to get titles, to keep titles. I mean, yeah, if you sit there, you can do a little blow, like one of the old mule kicks or whatever. Yeah. You know, do an old Ric Flair move or something. Cool. Randy Orton does that shit. Cool. Randy Orton's one of the sleekest moving SOBs I've ever seen in my life when it comes to pro wrestling. Him and Edge? I'm serious? That was stupid. After Mania, it should have been over. Yeah? It should have been over. There's no need for a world's greatest match. No, it wasn't. It wasn't even in the top 15, I think. You know, it's like, how can you see yourself as having the greatest match when it wasn't even close? You know, and now he's going around punting everybody in the head. And, you know, when he goes against the big show, you know he's going to punt him in the head. You know, it's like, come on. I mean, it's 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 ridiculous. Their storylines are too predictable. They're too boring. And that's why the ratings drop. That's why there's not a big push. You know, Vince will push somebody for about a month, month and a half, and then all of a sudden it's like, nah, I'm done with that flavor of the month. I've been hearing a lot about Seth Rollins putting together a, a what's known as a WWE walkout. Really? Yeah. Because of the way Vince is handling the COVID-19, and I guess Seth is tired of the way Vince is just running his entire company. I could see it happening. But he could pull in John Cena and save the world. Please. You know, I mean, like, what the hell? And you turn around and uh, um, I'm still trying to figure out how they're going to do their match between Rollins and Mysterio. You oh got to rip the, eye, the eyeball out of the dude. The eye for an eye match. Yeah, he wants to rip the eyeball out. And I'm like, really? And I kind of feel sorry for Rey Mysterio. Because he hasn't technically been under contract with WWE for the last couple of months. Yeah. But he said that he's afraid to leave because of what it could do to Dominic's career. Yeah. Because we all know Vince is a very grudge-holding kind of guy. Very vindictive, yep. And he knows that if he leaves, Dominic's not even going to have much of a career because Vince will make sure he gets becomes a jobber or goes to NXT and gets, like, no TV time. Yep. So Ray's kind of stuck between a proverbial rock and a hard place. I mean, it, it, it's sad. But the thing is, is, you know, maybe Dominic needs to sit there and just go, screw it. You know? I mean, I I haven't really seen any action out of the kid. So I can't tell you what kind of talent he has. I think one of the best things for him to do is if, let's say Ray goes... I think hooking up with um, uh, 
Andrade and Angel Garza. That would be probably one of the best things for him to do. Because he'd be able to stay pretty much in the um, Lucha Libre style with those guys. And I think they would really bring him up really well. Okay, it's time for me to ask you a question. I don't know you're just dying to get in, get into a conversation about. Oh, okay. Do I like peanut butter and grape jelly or peanut butter and strawberry jam? Strawberry no. jam. Oh. <laughs> the NFL. Is this uh, Super Bowl or bust for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? I would say it would be a bust. They're not going to do the bowl this year. Do you think they, they make put, the playoffs? Yes. I think they'll make playoffs. So you think even with all Tom Brady's playoff experience that they couldn't do the Super Bowl? Well, let's see here. Um, what happened to him last year? Did Brady make uh, the Super Bowl? Oh, wait. How about Aaron Rodgers with all his Super Bowl or playoff abilities? Hey, well, how about Drew Brees? Here. No, it was two guys – that had zero Super Bowl experience, not a lot of playoff experience, but yet um, Garoppolo, which was behind Brady, and Mahomes, probably the greatest quarterback that plays at this time. But here's the question I posed to you. Yes. You remember what Tom Brady did in New England when he had an offense? Yeah. It has been said that he is inheriting probably the best offense he's ever been a part of with two of the best wide receivers in the entire game. And now you've got three of the best tight ends in the game with a young, hungry defense. I think they make a deep run, and I think they win the NFC South. Ooh, that that's taking that that's asking a lot. I don't know if they'll win NFC South. Well, you figure Mike Evans and Chris Godwin were thousand yard receivers with one of the worst quarterbacks in NFL history. All right, now imagine I got to quote. Imagine okay. what they're gonna do when they have the greatest quarterback of all time throwing them the ball. Favre was throwing it? <laughs> no, Brady's still the GOAT, man. Well, even he's still the GOAT. Well, even, even though he had playbooks of other teams, and they had to, like, cheat to get a, most of, a lot of their wins, and see, uh, his balls that, were flat. That, that's the thing. If Tom Brady wins a Super Bowl in Tampa Bay, does that – Prove that he was not a cheater. If Tom Brady wins a Super Bowl in Tampa Bay, all right, I will not 
say that it eliminates all the asterisks. But it will eliminate all but the deflate gate. Where the ball is flat or whatever bullshit, which I think is a stupid ordeal. But um, if Brady can win it without freaking Bilicek, I think it's it, it will show that he deserves a lot of the accolades that he gets. To me, he will never surpass a Brett Favre. To me, he will never surpass a Peyton Manning. He'll never surpass a Dan Marino, a Fran Tarkington, but he's a Bart already Star. Stats-wise, he's already done that. Stat-wise, yeah, but no, I'm saying to me, personally, I'm saying personally, he'll never be above them. That's my personal opinion on them. His stats, yeah, he's got great stats. If you're in the league for for 20 years, yeah, you can have great stats. But here's my question. You talk about all these major things that um, Brady has around him now. All these, you know, you, you got Gronk down there now. You've got, um, what's the name, Worf? Yeah, Tristan Worf. Yeah, phenomenal. Great, awesome lineman. But the thing is, is look at what, honestly, Brett Favre had Minnesota when they did their run. Okay, I mean, he had a hell of a team. There's no doubt about it. Minnesota was kicking ass, taking names, 15-1. and one. Come on. They were awesome. All it takes is one hiccup. All it takes is one dirty team. One dirty coach. Not saying that I'm talking about... Um, Sean Payton? Oh, him? I wouldn't say I was talking about him. The dirtiest... Shouldn't, he shouldn't be allowed in the league. But um, that's all it takes. Brady goes down. What do they got? If Brady goes down, what do you have? I'm trying to remember who their backup is. There you go. It's going to end up just like New England. When Brady went down, New England slumbered. That's what's going to happen because they put all their eggs in a basket in Brady. Great, they got it. That's awesome. That's fabulous. They should have gotten Stanley or whatever his name is that Minnesota got from Iowa. So you're 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 thinking Tom Brady's going to get hurt at some point this year? Yes. And you think once that happens, Tampa Bay season is over? No, not over. It's not going to be as potent and powerful as it as it could be. Because a lot of the air is going to be taken out of their sails. Ha, ah, that's kind of a funny little cliche there with the Buccaneers. But okay. say, um, say Brady stays healthy the whole year. What do you give Tampa for a win-loss record? Ten six or eleven five. I'm going twelve and four or thirteen and three. And keep in mind, they're playing – they have one of the hardest schedules this year. Yep. 
That's why. That's why I said eleven five at best. And they open the season in New Orleans. And that's if they beat nobody else. That is who I want them to stomp the shit out of. If New Orleans went zero and sixteen, I'd love it. I hate New Orleans. Well, remember, Tampa went in New Orleans in what was it, two thousand eighteen, with Ryan yep. Fitzpatrick as the quarterback, and they put up almost fifty points on the Saints. New Orleans can be beat. Oh yeah, New Orleans is not as great as they used to be. Breeze is getting old, man. They're, they've got no offense now, really. But yeah, they're still you know, in position okay. to win, a, win the NFC South. That's because they're like the fucking Patriots, man. And see, here's my question. But let's flip it over to the Vikings real quick. I was, they're that talk, was, I was going there. They're talking about getting rid of Delvin Cook on a trade. Shit, they've already got, be, they already got rid of uh, Diggs. Diggs. That's good. Yeah, well, who we got left a receiver now? Adam Thielen? We got Thielen. We got Jackson now in there. Which Jackson? Jackson is the LSU rookie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's their one and two combination right there. We got You still got Rudolph at tight end? Yep. And, I mean, I'm sorry, but Rudy is a hell of a tight end. That he is. I'll give him that. You know, he is a definite clutch receiver when we need him. Speaking of Minnesota, I'm going to pose you this question. Yeah. Should Nate Stanley be the starter in Minnesota? No, he should be back up this year. Really? Yes. Are you shitting me? Nope. <laughs> I'm sorry. I think, I, I think I, th- just listen, hear me out. He needs to be back up. All right? Not sitting on the bench the whole fucking season. I mean, put him in. Get him some fucking play time. But have him as a number two quarterback. And next year, he takes over. Because have him learn the ropes. Have him, you know, get a, a year in where he's working into it. Don't just throw him straight in because that's when a lot of them, like Burrow, he, he's going to get pounded. Minnesota doesn't have that great of a line right now. We're still not a power line to protect the quarterback all the time. And I think Stanley, putting Stanley in, you know, put him in, you know, part of the game. Let him go. Let him play. Let him do his thing because you get him experience first before you throw him to the wolves. I mean, to me, it makes sense. Now, here, here's my rebuttal to that, okay? Mm-hmm. Who's the current starter in Minnesota? Current starter in Minnesota? That's Cousins. Okay, and how well did he do last year? Actually, very well. He was one of the top three quarterbacks in the league for yards. You know, he, he's a pretty durable quarterback. Now, my rebuttal to you saying Nate Stanley should not be the starter in Minnesota, okay? 
First yep. off, he's six foot four, two hundred and fifty pounds. Yep. He does not take sacks. Hardly an idiot. I mean, when he was in Iowa, he would refuse to go down even when he had two or three guys on him. He has yep. he has amazing arm strength. He's accurate most times. His deep ball can use a little bit of work, but we all know the deep ball is hard to throw anyway. And he's just – he's great at reading defenses. I think if Cousins struggles the first couple of weeks, you go with Stanley. See how well that works out. What What did I say? What, what did I say? I think start, him out at, start him out as a backup. Let him get some playtime in. If Cousins struggles, yeah, Zimmer should pull him. Zimmer should go, okay, we're, we're going to put this kid in. We're going to see what he's got. Let him, you know, fight for the position in that factor. Don't just go, oh, well, you know, we're going to make him our starter right off the bat. Because all that's going to do is all these defenses are going to be licking their chops going, <laughs> fresh meat. Yeah, well, all those defenses better go back and look at his footage from Iowa and realize he ain't going to be that easy to get to. No, he's going to be a big Ben, honestly, for his power and ability. He's going to be a big Ben. And we saw how good of a career big Ben's had. Yeah. But, yeah, you know what I'm saying, though. I don't think that starting him out as the starter at the beginning of the season is a smart move. So do, you I think, think, give him a, do you think if Minnesota trades Delvin Cook, they have a run game anymore? No. That's like sitting there saying that they're going to put that Mannion or whatever in as quarterback. Mannion's an idiot. He's never thrown a touchdown in his NFL six-year career or whatever it is, three or six years. Not even in preseason has he thrown a, a touchdown. I mean, the kid sucks. Minnesota does not have a running game without Cook. See, if we if Cook would have been around during Peterson time frame, when Peterson was in his prime, that would have been total domination on the ground. Total. But sitting there and thinking that, oh, we trade Delvin Cook for first round, you know, no. You're stupid, dude. Okay. When when Tampa and the Vikings play this year, Mm -hmm. who wins the game? That's a flip of a coin. Depending on how our defense stands. That's what's going to win the game. Is going to be the defense in that game. We got rid of um, Xavier Rhodes. Which I think was a dumb move. but Yes and no. He was too prone to injury. And I don't think he wanted to play for the Vikes anymore. You know. I mean, we still got Smith in the back as a safety, which is dominant. Um, we're, we're losing a lot of our ends and shit like that. And it's like, 
Everson Griffin's gone. I see Minnesota pulling him back in myself, but that's just my opinion. You know, but Minnesota needs to have the killer defense again this year. Like, are we, are we talking the purple people, people eater type defense or the defense that got him to the NFC championship game? The defense that got him to the NFC championship game with a touch of the purple people eaters. So staying in the NFL, what do you think of Patrick Mahomes' 10-year, $505 million contract? Wish it was me signing that. Half a billion dollars? Damn straight, I'd work somewhere for 10 years. And I guess he worked the contract to where I think like $480 million of his guaranteed money, but it still yep. gives the chief flexibility to keep building their team. Yep. And stretched out to where they where the cap's not going to be destroyed. Do you think there's another quarterback currently right now that deserves a contract of that caliber? Ooh. Well, there's, I'd say, only two quarterbacks that even be close to something like that. That would be Deshaun Watson of the Houston Texans and Lamar Jackson of the Ravens. Those are the only two that I can think of off the top of my head that would deserve something of that sort. I'll be honest. If I was if I was in, in control of all contracts and shit, if I was Minnesota, I would have gotten rid of Cousins. I would not have renewed and extended his contract for two more years. There's no way. I would have kicked his ass to the curb after this year. Minnesota was stupid with the way they purchased it. You know, I mean, that's that's just my personal opinion. You know, which, I mean, everybody has a right to. But I'm just actually sickened by what Minnesota did. Because they're like, oh, you deserve so much more. They did not deserve any stadium. Where's our Super Bowl ring? That's a legitimate question to ask. Yeah. You know, it's like, um, you really think that you deserve that? No. You produce, it'd be a different story. Do you think the Raiders deserve that big stadium in Vegas? I'll tell you in three years. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna put I'm gonna put you on the spot, cowboy. Oh boy! All right, give, I love it. Give me your division winners in the AFC and NFC. All right, AFC South. 
Houston. I figured you were going there. NFC South. God, that, that, that's between two teams, man. They play the first game of the season. The winner of that game will win the AFC or NFC South. That's either Tampa or New Orleans. And I, I have to agree, I have a strong feeling that Tampa will win it because they're going to be riding high like Minnesota did with Favre. They're going to be riding high on Brady's shoulders. All right. Um, let's see here. AFC North. Oh, man. Well, West is going to be Kansas City. Um, see here. Ravens. Ravens are going to take the, the East or whatever. Okay. Oh, so you're thinking the Ravens are going to take the AFC North? AFC North, yeah, I'm sorry, yeah. Minnesota? Minnesota's going to be 11 and 5, and they're going to win. They're, they're uh, the North. Um,. San Francisco? No, Seattle. Oh, and the NFC West. Yep. Okay, so where am I missing? You're missing the AFC East. And the NFC East. Um, Atlanta. There. Atlanta's in the South. Yeah. Yep. Um, I know. East, 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 east. Who's all in the east? I never even paid attention to that. I didn't think there was anybody the, in there. The east, the east has the Cowboys, Eagles, Redskins, Giants. Oh, yeah. Cowboys. 
the Cowboys. Okay, what about the AFC East? AFC East. Um, give me the team. Well, that's Cleveland and Cincinnati. No, no. those are in no, the they're north. The East yeah. is the Patriots, Dolphins, Bills. Bills. I think the Bills. Okay. Now, who are the representatives in the Super Bowl? Well, you know, every year I say it's going to be Minnesota and Houston. But, um, in all actuality, so what? Someday that might actually happen. Yeah. But I'm 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 gonna say this with confidence. The Ravens will be there. And I'm going to go for a long shot here, all right? I'm going to say Ravens. I hate to say it. I hate to admit it. But the Cowboys. Interesting. So here are my divisional winner picks. And I'm going to go with the AFC first. Okay. The AFC North, I'm going with the Steelers. Okay. The AFC South, I'm going on a limb, and I'm going with the Indianapolis Colts. Wow, okay. They've done a lot to improve that team. Yeah. The AFC East, I'm going with the Miami Dolphins. Okay. that I, I was thinking the Dolphins. And the Dolphins and the Bills, but I'm taking the Bills. Okay, go ahead. And the AFC West, I think it's going to be the Broncos. Really? Yes. Why? Because they had a decent year last year, and I think their quarterback will have a little more help this year, and I think their offense will work a little better and their defense will show up, and I don't think they'll get eaten alive by Mahomes like they did last year. I think the Broncos are going to have a – I'm not going to say they're going to have, like, you know, a killer season, but I think they'll win the division. Really? Because I I was actually – I was taking the Chiefs in, in second place. I was putting the Raiders. Now, here's my NFC picks. All right. The NFC North, I'm going the Detroit Lions. Oh, wow. Dreamweaver. (laughs) (laughs) The NFC West, I think I'm going to stick with the Niners. I think it'll still come down to them in Seattle. I think Arizona might be a sleeper in that division, but I still think the Niners are the best team in that division. 
And that's saying a lot because the Seahawks are a good team. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I think, I think the Niners had their flash last year. That's just my personal opinion. That's why I went with Seattle. All right, go ahead. The NFC East? Yep. I think that's going to be the New York Giants. Hey, can you do me a favor? Yeah. Can you send me some of that shit you're smoking? <laughs> Detroit and the Giants? Come on, man. <laughs> wow. I took the Cowboys as a long shot. Now, this isn't even on the chart, man. <laughs> wow. You're really smoking some heavy good shit, man. <laughs> and I'm taking NFC South. I'm taking the Buccaneers to win by three games in the division. No, I don't see that. And my Super Bowl pick? Are my Super the Bowl Buccaneers. Teams? Hell yeah. And in the AFC? I'm going to go with Patriots. No. <laughs> I think the Chiefs are going to get back to the to the Super Bowl. Yeah. I think it'll be the Chiefs, Buccaneers and Tampa. Uh, I don't know. I don't see the No. I just don't see the Bucks doing it. I mean, I'd love to see Minnesota get there, but Minnesota isn't going to be able to do it. Not this year. They you, know more they say, you know what they say, man? Anything can happen on any given Sunday. Exactly. So maybe, hey, maybe it'll be Detroit. It'll be Detroit and the Bengals or Browns. Hey, you, you – you laugh at that Detroit win in the North, but yep. catch, that team's going to catch fire this year. They That's what some, I thought last year. They got some good talent. Yeah, they do. And I, thing I, hate, is, I hate to admit it, but I don't think Aaron Rodgers has much around him to have a good season. I have absolutely no faith in Kirk Cousins in Minnesota. <laughs> Now, what, what if they, they pulled Cousins like in the second or third week and they put Stanley in there? Then it could be a different ball game. And I have no faith in Mitch Trubisky in Chicago. Neither do I. Detroit's, you know, I mean, Stafford's good. But... It depends on how many hits he takes this year again. You know, I mean, Aaron Rodgers, Green Bay will win eight games for sure. Because Green Bay always has the roughs on their side in Green Bay. But I see Minnesota taking... Two games from Green Bay. I see Detroit taking one from Green Bay. I see Green Bay taking two from Chicago. 
And then I see Minnesota beating the division. They're going to take out, they're going to take two from Green Bay, two from Detroit, two from Chicago. So they're going to sweep the division. That's how they're going to win it. Wait, wait. Are you going on the record saying Minnesota is going to sweep the NFC North? Yes. And you think my Tampa Bay win in a division by three games is is this great? What the fuck are you smoking? (laughs) I'm smoking the good shit, man. (laughs) You have to think Minnesota is going to go undefeated in a division. Who's going to beat them? Oh, I think they'll lose at least one to Green Bay and one to Detroit. No. I don't see it happening. Cook is going to have a phenomenal season. Until he comes across Tampa Bay's defense. Then it'll be a spectacularly phenomenal season. Yeah, he'll get have... he'll get 117 yards against Tampa Bay. Are you fucking serious? Yeah. Do you not know the stats from the end of the season last year? The last eight weeks, Tampa Bay was the third best defense with the number one rush defense. It's all right. And most of those guys are coming back. Tampa Bay last year. Shut down the lights of Christian McCaffrey, Shaquan Barkley, Ezekiel. No, they didn't play Ezekiel Elliott. They shut down some of the best running back. I mean, uh, Gurley, when he was with the Rams last year, he couldn't do shit against Tampa Bay. Shaquan Barkley ended up getting himself hurt against Tampa Bay. There's no way Delvin Cook has anywhere near 100 yards against Tampa Bay this year. Not running anyway. Receiving possibly. No way he gets it rushing. No way. Yeah. I'll say Delvin Cook, he'll get 65 yards on the ground against Tampa Bay. 65 or less? Yes. All right. I'll put 10 bucks on saying he gets 65 or more on the ground. I'll take that. Yeah, you haven't paid up a fucking in the Chicago games either yet, so screw you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I owe you like 20 bucks on that. That's no big deal. Uh I'd rather have you owe me than keep me out of it, man. <laughs> uh, I don't think I don't think Tampa Bay gives up a hundred yard rusher all year. Oh, I'll take a bet on that. I what was it, uh? I know there was one team, I think they gave up one in one complete season. And that was the Minnesota Vikings with their defense. 
I think it was like 104 yards is what the guy got overall. That's like to to make a claim like that. That that's heavy. But I will say, as long as Cook is healthy, all right, he'll see 65 easy. He'll see. Well, I'm gonna say 66 easy. You know. But I still say 117 on the ground against Tampa Bay. And I'll even be nice enough to say Minnesota by four. Minnesota by four? Yep. Well, here's why Delvin Cook won't get 100 yards against Tampa Bay. One, because their defense will be stout and their run game will be one of the best in the entire league. And two, Tampa Bay will be so far ahead that Minnesota will have to throw pretty much the entire second half to catch up. Now, where are they playing? In Tampa. Ooh. I'll have to change my idea then. Minnesota by three. Tampa's up by 17 at the half. (laughs) Tampa wins that game by 10 points. Oh, goodness gracious. Yep, and the Giants and uh, Detroit are going to win their freaking (laughs) division. I don't see that happening. You don't think Tampa can beat them by 10? Nope. You either have a lot of faith in Kirk Cousins or absolutely no faith in Tampa Bay. I'm not saying I got a lot of faith in Cousins. And Tampa Bay's not going to be an easy game. But Minnesota will prevail. I'll even go a step further, buddy. Okay. Against Minnesota, Chris Godwin and Mike Evans both have 150 yards receiving. Wow. You really got good us, don't you? Well, I look at it this way. Mike Evans and Chris Godwin are beast at wide receiver, and Minnesota mm-hmm. doesn't have anybody that can cover them one-on-one. Mm, and okay. even, in du- even in double coverage, the height of Mike Evans and Chris Godwin will work against the double coverage. But here's the problem. Your quarterback's got to stay off the ground. Oh, that won't be a problem. Yeah, okay. I have a pretty solid offensive line. You know, that's fine, Danny, but the thing is, is when he has to take his walker out underneath the center and back up with it, I mean, look what happened to Montana when he went to Kansas City from San Francisco. He's supposed to be their savior. Right? Well. And what, what if? Okay, let's just throw an if out there. 
What if Brady is a flop? Then what? We still win football games. We'll just have to rely a little more on the defense. Yeah. Which I believe will be a top five defense at the end of the year. When does Minnesota play Tampa? Uh, give me a second here, and I will tell right. you. All righty. Apparently, I didn't screenshot that part. Would you, if my phone would cooperate with me here? Let's do a little Jeopardy. They play each other December 13th at noon. Oh. Yeah. Stanley could be in the game by then. Brady might not even get that far. You never know. So let's say Cousins doesn't get that far. Stanley has to come in. Now, Brady goes down and your backup is... It's not Scam Newton. I know that. See, we're doing all these predictions. That's December 13th. That's... Damn near six months away. That's five months away. And uh, you don't know what could happen. But I'm still going to sit there and say Minnesota by three. Dalvin Cook get 117 yards as long as he's healthy. Hello? Are you there? Mr. Josh? Hello? I lost you, man. I'm here. Oh. Okay, I didn't know if you fell asleep on me or what. No, I was looking at the Minnesota schedule. Yeah? You opened the season against the Green Bay Packers. Yep. That game right there will tell you whether or not they sweep the division. Well, of course. If they lose it, I got to sweep the division. But I think they will. And then Minnesota, I, I think Minnesota the next- has had Aaron Rodgers in their sights for long enough. They've hit him enough where they have put fear upon him. And they have lost a lot of their players, I think, that are quality, and they don't have an arsenal anymore. Well, 
you realize Minnesota has a tough three week run right at the start of the season, right? Yep. Of course, Tampa Bay isn't very easy either, but I think Tampa Bay has the better talent. Okay. Sleeper team. NFC and AFC sleeper team. My AFC sleeper team? Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> you know why I laugh? Why? Because I, I agree 100%. The NFC, my sleeper team? I'm going to go – I'm going to go with the Arizona Cardinals. Okay. I can see that. I can see that. What about you? Um, Like I said, I, I got to go with uh, the, um, the Browns. Of course. And I think uh, my sleeper is going to be hmm. that was a tough one because I got I got pick. I think the new team. The what? Who are you picking in the NFC for your sleeper team? Hello? Mike? All right, there? Yeah. Yeah. I'm taking the Redskins. Can you elaborate on why? Well, I'm thinking that... Um, <laughs> the Browns can do what the Redskins do. <laughs> well, the difference is the Browns have a proven quarterback, and they've improved their team. The Redskins well, have what's going to be basically a first-year starter in Dwayne Haskins, and I'm not sure that they made their team much better. But. You know, to each their own, yeah. I guess. Yeah, well, it was either them or the Rams, and I'm like, man, I really don't like the Rams. So I went with Skins. Why not? They're they're being forced to change their name. They're going to be pissed. So you think they're going to come out playing with a chip on their shoulder? Yeah. Well, see, I don't think the Rams would be much of a sleeper pick because everybody still picks them to be very good. 
Exactly. That's why I say, you know, the NFC has a lot of good teams. So, I mean, you got, you know, so if you want to go picking, you know, different uh, ideas and stuff like that for teams, I mean, the Bengals, no, no. I think they need a lot no. more than a start. I think they need a lot more than Joe Burrow. Yes. Um, the Panthers, no. They're going to need more than Teddy Bridgewater and Christian McCaffrey. Yep. I mean, Teddy's good, but he's no. They're going to need a lot more than that. So they, to me, they're they're the pity team. Those two are pity teams. One's one's like, oh, not nice. You're out there trying, you know. <laughs> The Redskins, I think they come with a chip. They're going to have an attitude. The Raiders, Raiders are going to be flying high, but they'll be 8 8, 9 7, maybe. They're not going to be a dominant force this year. It's a new stadium. They're going to be like, oh, look at us. We got brand new stuff. You know, and. Um, and it's funny because Tampa Bay actually gets to go play them in Vegas this year. Yeah. That'd be awesome. You know, but I mean, it, it's just one of those things where you got to have to sit down and, and, and just kind of wait for it. Because the beginning of the season is usually the worst because that's when they're just getting started. You know, and it's like not everything's congealed together and blah, and they, blah, blah. And they've eliminated one preseason game. Oh, they did finally. Okay. Yeah. I didn't realize that. I know they're not having any overseas games or Mexican games this year. But uh, I think, um, well, the Jags could be a sleeper. But they really don't have anything. I think the Titans can be a sleeper, too. I don't think the Titans can be considered a sleeper. That's like saying the Texans are a sleeper. Titans are too good. They're a Rams type of thing. What about the Jets? Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> I, think, I think they'll win the division just like the Giants will. Um, <laughs> laugh now, laugh now. Oh, I... the Giants with Daniel Jones. I think they will surprise a lot of people in the NFC East. I mean, Shaquan right. Barkley is one of the best running backs in the game. Yeah, but that doesn't do it all for you, though. If you're a one-dimensional team, you know that. You can't be a one-dimensional team. Oh, Tampa Bay was the second highest – was the second best points per game team by just basically the ball last year with Mr. Turnover King. Well, look what Minnesota did when we had uh, – what's his name? Uh, um, oh, God. Christian, whatever his name is. Before we got 
He took over. Well, Favre took over for him. We got rid of his ass. We went with Travis Jackson. You know, he was basically the same as your turnover king. You know, I mean, the the days I think Brady's days are numbered because of his age. And yeah, I think yeah, he still plays better than some of the twenty somethings. Oh yes, I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with that. I still honestly believe that there's no way that you could put Rodgers up with him. There's no way that Rodgers could ever compare to Tom Brady. I mean, I'm giving that man his right, you know, his just rights. See, I loved watching Manning against Brady. Those were the games when they used to just fight it out. I loved it. And now that's Peyton. Now that's become Brady versus Mahomes. Yeah, for the next year or two, and then it's going to end up being Mahomes and Jackson or Watson. Yeah, you know because those those are the only three greats we got, really. I mean, and I'm saying as young. I'm not saying that we have the link, but as youngins. Because who else can compete with those three? Seriously. I I wouldn't count out Kyler Murray yet in Arizona. Okay. See, I, I, I forget about Arizona a lot because, well, they've never really – I mean, they've done a lot, but – I've never been real impressed with them. I mean, they got Fitzpatrick, or whatever his name is, the wide receiver. Oh, Fitzgerald? Yeah, Fitzgerald. You know, I mean, he, you know, he's all they had for how many years? You you say you can't win when you're one-dimensional, but... Tampa Bay won a Super Bowl pretty much solely off of their defense. Yeah. I mean, I was I had quarterback Brad Johnson and Sean King. Hey, Brad Johnson came from Minnesota, so back off. <laughs> yeah. He left Minnesota and won a ring. <laughs> exactly. That's what happens with all of our fucking players. They get better, except for Peterson. So he's going to come back from Washington and just kick everybody's ass. I will give you credit. The Bills, I think, was a good pick in the AFC East because I think they're, they've got a good, solid team, and now they just – you know, now they have Stephon Diggs to help out with the receivers. Yep. I mean, the Bills were good last year. They gave a run last year. So, uh, Patriots, I see Patriots going 7-9. Is that with or without Cam Newton as starter? Either or. Who else do they have? They got Scam and what? Edelman? 
Possibly. Hillman's, I Hillman's covered quite well every think, year now. I think they still have Sony Michelle, their running back, who is more of a receiving back than he is a running back. Yeah. Okay. Who finishes the NFL with the best record? Best record in the NFL. It's not the Giants or the Jets. I know that. It's not Cincy. Best record in the NFL will be... Oh, let's see here. Survey says... Baltimore. Baltimore with a 14-2 record. Really? Yep. I have two teams tied at 13-3. and three. Minnesota and Houston? No. Kansas City and Tampa Bay. Uh, I still... I don't know. I think Baltimore, I think it's Baltimore's year this year. Jackson's going to do it. Not saying I'm real happy about it, but. Oh, he couldn't get by Tennessee at home in the playoffs, so. That was last year. Brady couldn't do shit last year really either, but it was last year. Kirk Cousins had a hell of a fucking yardage season last year, but that was last year. You know, I mean, you never know. Brady might be the goat, but he might end up fucking sheep this year. You never know. <laughs> okay, let's let's jump on to the abbreviated baseball season. Oh God, yeah. All right. <laughs> Do you think having a 60-game season puts added pressure on teams to have a fast start? Yes. They got to jump out of the gate right away. They got to they, they got to take, uh, like, okay, let's go with uh, Minnesota and the Cubs, right? Um, let's say that it's the beginning of the season. Minnesota's going to have to win two of the three games to continue on to rock. Or or Chicago's going to have to win two of the three to continue to rock. They're going to have to win big type of – they got to win tight games. I don't give a shit about these 15-to-1 runs, but the one nothing, the 3 to twos, that's what's going to have to win the games for them. And they're going to have to have excellent pitching you know, that's going to be a big thing right there is going to be the pitching because they get your timing down and they start walking on you during the game. It's going to continue on. I think the Cubs losing Cole Hamels will hurt their rotation, but they still got Hendricks, Quintana, Lester, and... They, they still have a force. Yeah. And that's that is what's going to do for them. Yes, the bats make a difference, but the pitching is what gets you and keeps you in the game. And I still think the Cubs have one of the best closes in the game. Yeah. 
Craig Kimbrell. Yep. The poor bastard. Hasn't had, he hasn't had a full season with the Cubs yet, but. <laughs> well, he could this year. <laughs> oh, shit. Now, here's my question. Let's switch over to college football. They're talking about only doing divisional games. Is that going to make a difference in the draft? I think yes and no. They are talking about even just picking certain teams to be in the playoffs. Is that right? Because I know the Big Ten's already announced that for all fall sports, they're going to play Big Ten opponents only. Yep. ACC is doing it as well. Sounds like the Big 12 is doing it. But now, how how does that affect the schedule that's already been released? Exactly. And does does that mean now that they have to play every team in that conference to make up for the non conference games they were supposed to play? I think they should. That is what it should be. It should be the best team in every conference battling each other. Not not this, you know, oh, we beat, you know, University of of uh of Twitterville, you know, and now we get to go to the playoffs. No. Like look at Alabama. Yeah. Don't even give me Alabama couldn't beat yeah, Alabama couldn't beat shit last year in their own division. Clemson walked on them. Georgia beat up on them. Auburn gave them a run. I mean, come on. Now, if you want to sit back going, okay, well, let's let's go off how people did last year. Okay, well, let's go to bowl games. Okay. Who did Iowa play? USC. Okay, and they? They won. Yes. Now, who did Minnesota play? Who did Minnesota play? Auburn. How'd that go? They beat the hell out of them. They walked on them. Minnesota did? Yes, they did. Oh, yeah. Who was the one loss that Minnesota had? Or one of the two losses Minnesota had? Oh, one was Iowa, yes. I think lost to Iowa. And Wisconsin, I think. Yep. The two games they had to win to clinch the division. <laughs> yep. But the thing is, that that's that you know, so they didn't win the division. That's fine. I look at okay, they went through the, to their bowl game. They won their bowl game against a very uh, formal opponent. Yeah. You know. Now, when they, when they, you know, if they were, let's say they play uh, um, Cincinnati or Western Michigan, when they beat Western Michigan, I'm sorry, that's Western Michigan, you know, but they, you know, they beat Auburn and everybody's like, oh, there's no way, there's no way, there's no way. Minnesota showed what they're made of against them. They kept rolling the boat against them. 
awesome job. They did a great, you know, they, they kicked ass, took me 